I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 11, uh, verse 23 through 29. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then and so eat the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats, the drink, who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment upon himself. Brothers and sisters, uh, the passage that we looked at tonight, John chapter 5 verses 41 through 44, has a number of themes woven within it. The themes uh, that stick out to us, the themes of having, the themes of receiving, and the theme of coming in the Lord's name. When we take of the Lord's Supper, when we celebrate the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, we are acknowledging all three of these themes, and of course we could say we're acknowledging a lot more. In just a moment, you will have the elements of the Lord's table before you in your very hand. In just a moment, you will receive the elements of the Lord's table and you will ingest them as your own. In just a moment, you will come to the Lord's table in Jesus' name, right? Having his reputation laden upon you. Uh, that uh, the famous uh, um, Reformed understanding uh, that we're clothed in the righteousness of the Savior, and you will be built up further in Jesus' name. So all of these themes that we just looked at are present in the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper is a meal that teaches us many things. It's a physical reminder that you have the love of God within you. Just as Jesus says to those religious elite, I know that you do not have the love of God within you. The Lord's Supper teaches you, believer, that you do have the love of God within you. As sure as you can see Uh, the bread and the wine. As sure as you can feel the bread and the wine, the love of God is yours. As sure as you can taste the bread within your mouth, as sure as you can taste the wine, uh, and it heats up your tongue as it it goes, kind of warms your, your tummy, as surely as those realities are right there, so sure is the love of God for you. The love of God is yours. As you ingest, as sure as you ingest those elements within you, the love of God is yours. And for this reason, the Lord's Supper is not a re-sacrifice of Christ. We are not representing Jesus in order for a bloodless sacrifice or something uh, like that, as though he actually turns into the bread and wine. His death is sufficient once and for all, Hebrews 10. So firstly, to be a physical reminder that you have the love of God within you. Secondly, it's to uh, train you. The Lord's Supper trains your ability to discern between what is real and what is apparent, between what is on the surface and what is below the surface. I said to you in the sermon a moment uh, before that we will be in training mode in terms of discerning what is real and what is apparent. Apparently, from everything that can be seen, uh, from our mere senses, all we're doing tonight is just gathering together 
to eat a little bit of bread and drink a little bit of wine or grape juice. It's in the center there. I made that announcement. Apparently, that's all we're doing. Apparently, there's nothing special uh, going on here. Apparently, we're taking a little bit of bread and a little bit of wine and ingesting it. Apparently, that's all that, uh, that we're doing. However, really, from everything that is told to us that is actually going on, we're being strengthened through faith. We're being strengthened through faith in our warfare against sin and our endeavors to serve him in holiness. We're being strengthened. What, that's really what's going on here. Uh, below the surface, in all reality, according to everything that is told us in the word of God, he's, he's using this meal to strengthen us. We're involved here in a means of grace where God feeds us with Christ and we receive him in this meal the same way that we receive all his other benefits, by faith. We receive Christ in this meal just as we receive all of his other benefits by faith. What we receive here is no different from what is, re- what is received in the sermon or in any other evangelical benefits. We receive Christ as he's offered to us in bread and wine. We're remembering also and proclaiming the death of Christ until he comes again. The bread representative of his body, the wine representative of his blood, and it's for these reasons that the elements of the Lord's Supper are not mere symbols alone. They're not just memorials to the death of Christ. It's not just a, a proclamation in that, uh, that fashion. <clears throat> so we're, uh, we're, we're taking... Uh, we're involved in this means of grace that, uh, that he's using to, to build us up in Christ. And so we're commemorating the new covenant in Christ. It's a bond and pledge of our communion with Christ and each other. God affirms and confirms the validity of his covenant with us here through these elements. So now the exhortation to you, brothers and sisters, is to come, take, is to eat and drink, receive these elements in Jesus' name. Again, receive in Jesus' name, right? And have these things before you. At the same time, we're also to lift up our hearts from these elements to what they point to, which is Christ. They point to Christ who is at the Father's side. And so we're invited to take at the Lord's table and to give thanks for his love. It's my privilege as a minister of Christ to invite everyone who's right with God and his church through faith in the Lord Jesus to come to the Lord's table. If you have received Christ and are resting upon him alone for salvation as he's offered to you in the gospel, if you're a baptized and professing communicant member in good standing in a church that professes the gospel of God's free grace in Christ, and if you seek to walk in godliness before the Lord, then this supper is for you. I invite you in Christ's name to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. At the same time, God's word says, whoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat that bread and drink that cup. For he that eats and drinks unworthily eats and drinks damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. 1 Corinthians 11. So if you're not trusting in Jesus as your Savior, if you're not a member of a faithful Christian church, if you're not living penitently and seeking to walk in godliness before the Lord, I warn you in the name of Christ not to approach the the table of the Lord. This warning isn't meant to keep the humble and contrite from the table of the Lord as, as though it were only for those who are free from sin. In fact, it's for sinners that the Lord gives this supper as a means of grace. 
Through the elements of bread and wine, our Lord graciously gives himself and all of his benefits to everyone who eats and drinks in a worthy manner, discerning the body and blood of the Lord. It's one thing to eat and drink in a worthy manner. It's very different, however, to imagine that we're worthy to eat and drink. We dare not come to the Lord's table as if we are worthy and righteous in ourselves. We come in a worthy manner if we recognize that we are unworthy sinners who need our Savior, if we consciously discern his body given for us, if we hunger and thirst after Christ giving thanks for his grace, trusting in his merits, feeding on him by faith, renewing our covenant with him and his people. So the call for us is to examine our minds and our hearts to determine whether such discernment is ours so that we may partake of the glory of God and to our growth in the grace of Christ. Come then with joy and thankfulness to the Lord's table. The Lord's supper is medicine for poor sick souls. Come to Jesus and find rest refreshing and nourishment for your weak and weary soul. Let's pray.